Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Duncan. And tonight's subject we're going to be discussing is the guidance children need during this COVID period. I find it disturbing that a year after lockdown and COVID initiated in March of 2020, um, children are showing adult type symptoms with regards to anxiety, stress and depression. It's even more disturbing that some parents, schools and people that represent authority for these kids within their sphere of influence um, are not guiding them through these troubling times. And if they are guiding them, it might be misguided or not guiding them enough. So I want you to address how do we handle their concerns, their fears and their anxiety? Because it is building up and you see more and more reports uh, and an and activity of, of small children from the ages of 4 to 17, 18, where they're acting out of the ordinary. These are results of a pretty weird year, 2020. So I just wanted to address these. And the major focus points for me would be being a good role model. Children watch their parents whether the parents acknowledge this or not they are very vigilant about how their parents behave how they react how they discuss matters between mom and dad how are they discussing what are they discussing when they talk to the children do they discuss the same uh, subjects but not as honestly or not as openly so being a good role model is imperative they will watch you and they will mimic you. Whether they mimic you straight away or later down the line, you might not be present when they're talking to a sibling or talking to a friend. And they mimic your activity, your tone of voice, and whatever you utter, they will repeat. Then secondly, we need to allow them to express themselves through art or storytelling. Children of a young age find it difficult to comprehend difficult to understand what they're experiencing and difficult to express it through therapy the easiest way to have children express their anxieties is through drawings playing with colors playing with crayons playing with um, lego whatever the case might be the way they structure the subjects they refer to while they are doing this is a very good indicator of where their mental state is. So you need to take time with your kids. You need to spend as much time playing with them as possible in order to gauge what their mental condition and state is. We need to obviously explain social distancing, both verbally and through our example from daily life. They need to understand what COVID is, how it works, but obviously, depending on their age, you need to limit certain amounts of information. But social distancing is their biggest hurdle. They don't understand why they can't see their friends. They can't understand when they do see their friends, they're not allowed to hug them and kiss them and hold hands the way they've always done. So some time has to be spent explaining to them why and how social distancing works. Then in order to get them to relax, in order to get them to bring their stress levels and their anxiety down, they don't express it the same as adults for obvious reasons, but they still experience them. Now, deep breathing exercises, 
not in a formal yoga type fashion if you can make a game out of it and pretend you're doing yoga or explain to them the benefits of yoga then go ahead if they want to make a game out of it that's perfect because you need to teach them about taking deep breaths and then exercising and stretching techniques and the reason we want to do this is the release of chemicals into their system that loosen the tension and energize their muscles so focus on what you can as far as what we would deem yoga let them stretch let them reach for things let them play twister that type of thing the release of chemicals in their system from using their muscles and the deep breathing will calm them down always focus on the positive do not entertain the negative unless you're trying to teach them a lesson keep everything as positive as possible they are as susceptible to anxiety stress and depression as adults are the difference being is they can't always comprehend it they can't always explain it to you they can't always let you know exactly what's going on with them whether they're feeling ill whether they have cramps or they can't sleep or they are nauseous these are all possible symptoms of stress anxiety and the uncertainty of what's going on the other good way to to guide the children and keep them level is establish a routine the routine is a reassurance for the children that life is normal the same with discipline that is a reassurance to children that they are in a familiar environment obviously we got to take it easy with the discipline side but you need to stick to your grounds because the children appreciate the fact that they have discipline in their lives because it forms part of their makeup of their familiarity so cultivating and sharing in the kids with respect to strangers with respect to elderly with respect to friends and family let them write letters or let them get onto the computer and Skype or zoom call a loved one a friend a family member grandparent whatever the case might be let them interact with other people via your phone or via the computer but let them socialize as much as possible through social media it's imperative to keep contact with loved ones and let them share let them spend some time with them it's not just a meet and greet and hi and bye let them spend time give them how much ever time they need to bond with these people because that is imperative to their balance in their psyche the other factor is we need to be available to the children and when I say available not in the same house the same room but you need to share some love and affection at every opportunity keeping in mind you have to try and replace the school going hours the aftercare the nanny that used to come around and take care of them you need to replace that so it's not just what you used to share with them before lockdown or before the pandemic but you need to add into their lives all the other sources of love that they used to get obviously you can't represent them but you can share the amount of love they used to get and then 
another important factor is monitor their exposure to media, TV, and social media platforms. Okay, any time spent with these platforms needs parental guidance. I can't stress enough how important it is that children do not get exposed to the inside of an ICU where there are people dying or potentially dying. Yes, it is a reality of life, but a four or five or six year old hasn't the capacity to handle that type of information, process it and move on. That will come out in nightmares. It will come out in whatever form, um, whether it's irritability, sleeplessness, stress, anxiety, lashing out at people. We need to be conscious of what they are exposed to. I'm not saying limit everything, but limit the horrors. They're already dealing with an uncertain situation. Let's not make it worse by showing them the stacks of coffins in morgues or the mass graves that have been dug around the world. Yes, this is tragic. It is bad news for everybody, but don't expose your children to it. We have no idea how it will affect them and what the repercussions of that exposure will be. So be careful in their exposure. We need to dispel rumors, hearsay and misinformation while we're watching the news with them or the social media platforms or the um, social media stories, Twitter, whatever the kids are involved in. You need to be in attendance and help dispel the rumors and hearsay. There is so much misinformation flowing on social media and in certain cases mainline media, the TVs, newspapers, magazines, whatever is being put out there, not everything is true and correct. We need to filter it and make sure that children are receiving positive news and information for them to make up their own mind about what is going on. Talk to your children. This is a wonderful time to bond and allows you a snapshot of their mental state while you are engaging with them. So they are often confused or unaware of what is plaguing them, what is bothering them. But by talking to them and playing with them allows you to express on their level. And if you are at their level, you will absorb and take note of what they are trying to express. And another vital thing is allow them to control the conversation because they will subconsciously lead you to their problems. They will subconsciously lead you to the anxieties or the fears in how they are playing, how they are expressing. Watch their games carefully and try and interpret from a child's perspective what it is they are discussing or trying to relay. It empowers the children to be in control of the conversation and the game because that helps them dispel the fear and the anxiety because it puts them in charge versus something else controlling them being the fear or the anxiety. Another point to look at is be honest and accurate with the information you are sharing. Filter and restrict sensitive and age-appropriate information. As I say, don't expose them to items or situations or visuals or audios 
that they, they are not prepared or not able to handle at their young age. Stay up to date with their schooling is the following point and their learning structure and curriculum. Besides being a unique opportunity to bond with them, it gives them an activity that is distracting from whatever their fears and anxieties are. It distracts them from COVID. It distracts them from not having their friends around. It gives them an activity. And you have to ensure that it is stimulating and upbeat and positive for them to continue learning so that when they do return to school, they are not six months, eight months, a year behind. Ensure they understand and participate with all the hygiene practices and the do's and don'ts that the various governments and health authorities are issuing for public domain. So ensure that the child understands why they have to wash their hands. They need to understand why they have to wear a mask. Not any gory details about infections and death, but they need to understand that they can make somebody else sick if they don't wear their mask. They can get sick themselves if their hands are not sanitized. So go to the trouble to find out what all those circumstances are simply by any COVID-19 station will give you that information or a health authority or just Google it and you'll find all the information you need as to why and how the hygiene that is required is implemented and then just include your children in that. Make it a game, make it an adventure, make it a challenge, make it an adult activity that they need to aspire to. The other big factor that doesn't really affect the child's understanding, but it is more for their physical well-being, and that is focus on the immune system. Try and get them to participate and understand why it is vital for everyone's health. So again, if they don't like eating the peas or the carrots or the broccoli, whatever the case is, explain to them why it is necessary without the use of fear. Explain it to them either as a game or explain it to them for their own benefit. But remember, you have to be an example. So you have to participate as well. For parents, it is vital that you keep an eye on your child's behavioral patterns and monitor their mental stability, their mental health, and their mental balance. They suffer from frustration, anxiety, stress, the same as we do. Always foster an open and honest dialogue with them as often as possible. Children need to express. At school, they're put in a class, they have their friends, but no adult interaction. Their adult interaction is in the form of instruction and the form of being supervised in the playground. No adult sits down with them on a regular basis during the day while you're at work and says to them, what do you think? What are you experiencing? How has this affected you? Children are extremely bright. Their mind has yet to be fully developed. Anything is possible. There is so much potential in children we need to give them credit for what their ability to feel see and experience is so in closing the majority of our focus should be on being a good example and limiting 
the exposure or the child's exposure to negativity. Control that environment in order to remain balanced mentally. The media is negative and their delivery of the information is raw and very basic. Back in the old days, there was a policy with national TV that they couldn't show dead bodies. Now today, before you even realize it, you're in a morgue or you're in an ICU in a hospital or at an emergency ward or you're on the side of the road and there's some graphic detail. Prevent exposure to this because a child's brain hasn't adapted or hasn't built mechanisms to handle trauma. To us as adults, the potential of seeing a dead body, yes, it's traumatic, but it's pretty easy to handle. But for a child, that image will remain with them for the rest of their lives if it is not understood, if it becomes a fear. Being more of a friend in talking and game playing in order for the children to open up and share their insecurities is a vital cog in the whole wheel of mental stability for them. So take the time out, share with them, understand them, play with them, try and be them for a couple of hours and you'll notice the difference that the child begins to relate to you. Obviously maintain the discipline etc but play with them, be part of their lives as much as possible. Shower the love, security and comfort they so richly deserve. Guys thanks very much, we will catch up again soon, bye bye. Thank you.